What is going on, you guys? Welcome back to this week's first episode of the greatest podcast on turf. I'm Anthony. I'm Ryan. And as you guys could tell by the reason you clicked on this video, we are here with our top fantasy football running back rankings. We're going to get through as many as we can within the time frame. With that being said, don't forget to like the video. Subscribe to the channel if you are new. And as always, check out our sponsor, Little Italy Pizza Shop. If you go in and show me or my dad or anyone proof you're subscribed, you're, you're eligible for a discount. And if I'm there, I'll buy your meal. So that being said, let's get into it. We got about 35 guys we're going to try and get through. So let's go. Number one, we got Nick Chubb. Anthony had him at one. I had him at two. Nick Chubb is a guy who he is basically by himself on the Cleveland Browns now. Yeah. Jerome Ford is there, but he has no Kareem Hunt. And Nick Chubb basically has the keys to an offense that arguably got better. Uh, Watson has a full offseason with the team. Amari Cooper, Elijah Moore. Uh, they drafted Cedric Tillman. They still have Donovan Peoples-Jones. This is going to be a, probably a top 10 offense. And Nick Chubb is the starting running back. So I don't see any way that this man don't finish top five. Yeah, and I also, a big part of this, like kind of like you alluded to, is that Kareem Hunt's gone. So, I mean, there's a chance we could, yes, they have Elijah Moore and they have some, they have a good arsenal in the receiver room. But for the checkdowns and the halfback screens that they run a lot of and they've had a lot of success with, with Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb could see some of those catches. Now, I'm not expecting him to go put up a giant target share in terms of the receiving room, but even just a little bit of that. Nick Chubb's been consistently a top-five fantasy football running back pretty much his whole career despite the season where he battled some injuries. So I think I had Nick Chubb as my RB1, and I really think that I mean, he was top five last year with Kareem Hunt there, and I'm sure he was, he's was he been top five with Kareem Hunt there other years. Now he doesn't have Kareem Hunt, so like Ryan said, it's pretty much his room, and he's going to get a lot of those pass-catching targets out of the backfield and the third-down catches and third-down snaps that Kareem Hunt was kind of taking away from him. Next up, we got Saquon Barkley and Christian McCaffrey, both tied for our number two spot. Uh, Saquon Barkley, Anthony had him at two. I had him at four. <clears throat> Anthony had Christian McCaffrey at five. And I had him at one. So, I'll just say why I like Christian McCaffrey more than anybody else. I guess that's fair for this. Christian McCaffrey is a guy who, if he plays even the games that he plays, he is, can win you your week. He can put up 30 points without any type of hesitation. Yes, there are injury concerns with him. Yes, he does miss games. However, would you rather have a guy play 17 games and get you you know, 18 points a week? Or would you rather have a guy play 14 games and give you 30? That's the guy that Christian McCaffrey seems to be, in my opinion. When he falls off, he, you know, it's just a matter of time because he is getting up there in age and he has battled injuries. But last year, he looked like pretty much the old Christian McCaffrey. I think we could see the old Christian McCaffrey back again. Like I said, uh, he's my number one. The difference between him and Nick, the difference between a lot of these guys isn't that big. I just have Christian McCaffrey in a, basically a tier of his own because of how dominant he's been in fantasy. Yeah, that's, that's fair. I understand. And um, the reason I had Saquon as my RB2, it's pretty much self-explanatory. The Giants made some, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They made some moves in the past, in the receiver room, they made some moves, bought in some guys to help kind of spread the field out and take some of the attention off Saquon. I mean, because you saw a lot of the times teams were keying and loading the box up and beating up on the Giants' offensive line that has gotten better this offseason. But now they've helped out the O-line. And with Daniel Jones having a breakout year last year, <clears throat> and with some of the new players they've bought in, such as Darren Waller, 
in the receiving aspect of the things, I think that'll help teams kind of have the second guess just loading the box. And you got to think Saquon was still getting it done. Yes, he might see the he might break the first tackle five yards in the back of the backfield. It's normal, but he still makes plays. And now they have helped out the offensive line. So they bought in John Michael Schmitz in the second round, who's the best interior lineman in the class. They just paid Andrew Thomas, who's their cornerstone left tackle. Evan Neal's coming back, all going into a sophomore season sounds like he's healthy so I mean all signs are pointing in the right direction for Saquon he finished his RB6 last year I've been high on Saquon since he was drafted in the league and I think with the receiving room that the Giants have now it's not great but it helps take some of the attention off Saquon so I think he's gonna have another monster year this year yeah Saquon's gonna ball I mean the team got better and he's playing for a contract so yeah with those two factors combined he should be pissed off in theory which could either be a good or bad thing in terms of <laughs> anything in general but he's definitely a stud this year next up we got b john robinson at the four spot anthony had him at three i had him at five it's just it's respect that we're even putting him in the top five he's a rookie running back we haven't seen this man run in the nfl yeah we've seen videos of him one-on-one with linebackers and desmond ritter missing really wide open throws that's to confidence but yeah i mean we've seen Bijan. no he had a bad one to Bijan too yeah yeah, Bijan going up against white linebackers in an open field, and Bijan's winning, and people are getting real hype over it. It is what it is. I mean, he's going to beat those kind of guys in wide open with double moves, but he's still going to be a stud. Like I said, we both put him at top five. That's huge props to him. Yeah. It's props to this Atlanta team that you know prompted Tyler Allegier having a good season last year. There's no reason Bijan shouldn't do the same. Yeah, I mean, I've been preaching year in and year out about how running backs in general help out these young, unproven, still kind of raw quarterbacks. And that's exactly what the Falcons have in Desmond Ritter as their starter. I mean, they're going out there with Desmond Ritter week one. Desmond Ritter is going to rely on his running back and B. John Robinson. Arthur Smith is going to look to run the ball. He has a great offensive line, just like he had in Tennessee when Derrick Henry started popping off. He's got Bijan, who's the best running back we've running back prospect we've seen since Saquon, and a young quarterback. So it's really got all the makings for this offense to be centered around Bijan. Yes, they have Kyle Pitts, who will also see some of the safety blanket targets from Desmond Ritter, and they do have Drake London, who was good last year. But it's Desmond Ritter's first year as a starter. And they drafted B. John as high as they did for a reason. They have the offensive line for him to have success. So that's why I have him at three. And I think the Falcons are a sneaky team this year. That's why I have B. John at three. Next up, we got Austin Eckler himself. Anthony had him at seven. I had him at three. So I'm clearly a little bit higher on Austin Eckler than Anthony is this year. But Austin Eckler, I mean, he's a guy that he's going to catch. Let's just see. A lot Before of. Before I say some outlandish. He had 107 catches last year. Holy shit. 70 the year before, 54 the year before, 92 the year before. He was the running back one last year uh, in terms of half point PPR. 107 catches is absolutely ridiculous. That is 127 targets is absurd. He had the touchdowns to go with it. And, you know, we know this Chargers offense. They're going to throw the ball 40 times a game. They do have deep throw receivers. They have Mike Williams and Quentin Johnson to take out the deep ball. They have Keenan Allen up close. However, 
you know, Gerald Everett, that situation hasn't really worked out as we thought it could. And Justin Herbert has to throw the ball short to somebody. Keenan Allen hasn't been the most dependent guy on the field. So you throw it to Austin Eckler. He will get you seven, eight yards every single damn time like clockwork. And that's what happens. He gets 107 catches. If you're in a PPR, that is an absolute cheat code. That's six, seven catches a game. That's six points right there with just the catches. You throw in 60 yards, he's getting 12 points on receiving alone. He's a running back on a Chargers team that scores a lot of touchdowns because they suck and they're behind a lot. <laughs> but, you know, it's fine. No, nah, I mean, my, my whole reason, I mean, it's nothing against Austin Eckler. I know it's just he's, against the Chargers. <laughs> he's going to pop off. He was the – I'm looking at his standard. Hold on. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Okay, so some of my numbers might have been off. I was looking at standard rankings and not half PPR. That's my apologies. Um, my th- thing with Austin Eckler, I mean, I didn't mean seven. I don't think it's far off in terms of these top running backs. They're I just here yeah. with each other. I just like, I mean, I, the guys I put ahead of him, I just like better in terms of this year. It's nothing. I'm not, I mean, there might be a stupid explanation Call it what you want, but I just I like a couple other guys ahead of Austin Eckler this year in terms of fantasy. That's why I got Saquon at four. He's a stud, but yeah. versus other guys. Mm-hmm. Next up, Ramondre Stevenson and Josh Jacobs are tied for seven. Um, Anthony had Ramondre Stevenson at six. I had him at eight. Josh Jacobs, Anthony had him at eight. I had him at six. Josh Jacobs is a hard player to rank, if we're being honest. Yeah. We do not know if he's going to be playing football for the Raiders this year. He is a huge risk in drafts, a huge high upside potentially. It depends on where he's going. But for me, if Josh Jacobs had his pads on right now and he was participating in training camp, he would be probably number four or number five for me. Yeah. He would be a lock. He's a stud mm-hmm. running back. He led the league in rushing last year. An absolute baller. However, he's not there. I heard he's not even in Vegas. So <laughs> when you look at that, it's tough. It's hard to even rank him. It's hard to draft him. It's similar to the next guy that we're going to mention. Like, the running backs, they're risky this year. If you want to pay to get a good running back, I don't blame you. Because you want to at least get a running back that's going to pay or play. Josh Jacobs, Jonathan Taylor, I've even heard J.K. Dobbins might be holding out this year. Fucking tell me that. Um, I don't know how true it is because it hasn't been reported everywhere. But Des Bryant tweeted something. About J.K. coming to the Cowboys. Because apparently in an interview with Melvin Gordon, he mentioned that J.K. might be holding out. See, and that's funny because J.K. Dobbins hasn't proved anything. Yeah. He had an okay rookie year. J.K. Dobbins hasn't proved shit. For him to hold out would be stupid on his part. Because he has... I, 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 According to a recent article, Ravens' new running back Melvin Gordon has revealed that J.K. Dobbins is sitting out. Gordon goes on to say that they're not even making a big headline out of it. Because he's not that good. What has he done? Like, that's what I'm talking about. If, if that's true, I mean, if Daz isn't just talking out of his ass, because I know he says some shit sometimes, the, and it's just like... The Ravens account looks legit. I don't know if they... I don't know if they're biting. I don't know if Daz is biting. I don't know. If Melvin Gordon really said that, then I... God knows, but... I just don't understand. <laughs> what has J.K. Dobbins done to warrant him holding out and wanting a contract like Josh Jacobs and Saquon want? <laughs> respectfully i mean i'm just i'm sitting here just being real what has he done to warrant that i hear you anyways were you done with jacobs 
yeah, that, there's nothing I can say. Jacobs and Dre. Um, but yeah, for Josh Jacobs, it, like Ryan pretty much touched on it. It's tough. He did it with a bad offensive line last year. They did nothing to address the offensive line this year. He's 25 years old. If I'm the Raiders, I would pay him a two, three-year deal, up the money a little bit, just because he is 25. He was super young when he got drafted, and he should, he popped off last year. He was what? Half PPR, he was RB3, 1,600 rushing yards, 12 touchdowns with 400 receiving yards. I mean, he had 2,000 total all-purpose yards last year. Josh Jacobs did. But that's just me personally. I have Josh Jacobs at 8 just because it is tough to rank him. Again, the offensive line does concern me despite him doing it last year. And that's what it comes down to. And then Ramondre Stevenson. I had Ramondre as my RB6. I'm a Patriots fan, as you guys know. Really high on Ramondre this year. I think that there is a good chance that he is going to be the centerpiece of this Patriots offense again this year like he was last year. He rushed for over 1,000 yards last year, finished as the RB11, 1,040 yards, 420. One receiving yards with 88 targets. I think both of that's going to go up this year. Damian Harris did battle injuries last year, but when he was there, Dre was still eating, and now it's the Patriots RB2 right now is Ty Montgomery, who didn't play, who hasn't really played football in the past two or three years because mm-hmm. he got hurt in camp last year. <clears throat> and, I mean, if you look at this Patriots team, Juju, Good receiver, too. Devontae Parker, good receiver, too. Tyquan Thornton, unproven rookie. I mean, that's the Patriots' three top receivers. Yes, the tight ends are there, so that could hurt in the red zone because the Patriots do like the third of their tight ends in the red zone. But we saw Dre do it last year. The Patriots have a great offensive line, some of a hole at right tackle with Riley Rife. But I think Ramondre is going to be the centerpiece of this Patriots offense this year. Mac Jones is on a prove-it year. So this Patriots offense is going to need to find some success. And I think with for that to happen, Ramondre Stevenson is going to have to be heavily involved in the Patriots offense, just like running backs have always been in this Patriots offense. I'm a little split on Ramondre Stevenson because part of me wants to believe that he's a great running back and he's going to do good just like last year and everything's going to work out because that's what I would have thought originally. However, the Patriots interactions isn't – Totally backing that up. I mean, as of right now, they have Ty Montgomery as their backup running back. And if that happens, then Ramondre Stevenson gets a boost. But they brought in, you know, Mike Jasicki. So that's going to take away touchdown opportunities. If they bring in Ezekiel Elliott, what the hell are they bringing him in for? Like, that's the yeah. biggest question. If they, I, didn't, I didn't even think the touchdown If they bring him in for their goal line, then that's obviously a huge bump to Ramondre Stevenson because I love the guy, but he is not breaking out any runs for 90-yard touchdowns. Yeah. He just ain't doing it. I... I wouldn't bring in Zeke to supplement. I don't think he compliments Ramondre Stevenson too well. No. I wouldn't bring him in. If they do, though, I mean, we have to look at it somewhat because Zeke isn't totally washed, especially goal line. He's good He's good in the goal line, and he's really good at pass blocking. So I don't I don't know quite yet. I mean, I, I, I can see that argument, but at the same time, the Patriots are not a team for notoriously bringing in free agent, bigger name running backs. They kind of just—I I see what you're saying about they're bringing these guys in and they're linked to them. Dalvin Cook, Leonard Fournette has like been linked to Belichick forever. Zeke is obviously was just there for a visit, and Mac Jones is trying to recruit him. But at the same time, the Patriots aren't a team that has historically done that really. They kind of just throw whoever out there, and I'll tell you, Bill Belichick's fucking stingy. He ain't gonna go throw out. I don't even know what the contract, like a year deal, would look like for one of those guys. But they ain't going to do that. I mean, especially 
I mean, they kind of they throw whoever out there. I guarantee you, Pierre Strong will be in the mix. <laughs> he was last year. They tried to bring him in. He didn't work out, and he's not having a good camp. Ty Montgomery's having the best camp, which is great for Ramondre Stevenson, especially dynasty owners. But I'm not really... Yes, it's something to look out for if you are interested in Ramondre or you have him in a dynasty league. But me personally, this is probably going to backfire right in my face. I'm not looking into it too much. Next up, we got Jonathan Taylor and Tony Pollard. Um, Anthony had Tony Pollard at 10, and I had him at 9. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, Anthony had him at 9, I had him at 10. Jonathan Taylor, it's like I said, like yeah. with Josh Jacobs, he there's a report that apparently his back's messed up and the Colts aren't going to pay him. And then Jonathan Taylor says that his back's fine, but Jonathan Taylor's walking around looking like a grandpa. And he, dude, did you see short. the video? He was yeah, literally so, like waddling. But at the same time, I mean, I, I don't know how the dude walks. I don't really care how he walks. He might be walking normal. He's Zach Moss. Yes. He might be normal in his situation. I don't know. I'd much rather have Tony Pollard as of right now. That's because we know he's playing football. But it wouldn't surprise me if Jonathan Taylor finishes as a top five running back because he can. He's talented enough. I think I had him before this whole thing happened and I redid my rankings today. I think I had Taylor at six. If he was in pads right now, I'd probably have him higher. But he's not. Nope. It's hard to rank these guys. Pollard's going to ball out this year. Right now, he's the only running back on the damn Dallas Cowboys. Why? God knows. We need a running back over 200 pounds, and we refuse to bring one in. I think we believe in Malik Davis. There's nothing wrong with Malik Davis. You guys had Ronald Jones, but he got suspended. That was your guy. PED, so hopefully he's strong. But, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we don't have a running back over 200 pounds, and this shit pisses me off so much. Malik Davis is 202, buddy. Yeah. I'm on 220. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Tony Pollard at um at 10 is – I would have liked – I mean, I think 10's about right for him. Again, I like him. I have nothing against him. He is coming off the injury last year. Camp reports are saying he's about 100%. But it's always something to be cautious about with these running backs and the lower half of their body injuries, ankles, knees – foot, whatever it is. It's just something to be cautious about. I don't really think he's going to miss a beat, though. I think Tony Pollard's easily a top 10 guy. And again, he's the only running back there. He will still see the pass volume, or the receiving volume with CD there. Even them bringing in Brandon Cooks, he will still see that volume. In my opinion, I don't know how Anthony feels about it, but I think this is where a huge tier gap is, right at this range. There's a couple guys under this that could finish top 10, but for yeah. the most part, I would say they probably can't. Um, like I said, we got Nick Chubb, Barkley, McCaffrey, Bijan, Eckler, Henry, Ramondre, Josh Jacobs, Jonathan Taylor, Tony Pollard. And then the next guy, I think there's a gap here. Uh, it's Joe Mixon. I had him at 11. Anthony had him at 13. Joe Mixon is a guy who... He might be starting to fall off some. Yes, he had the ball a shit ton at the early start of his career when the Bengals were horrible. They ran that man into the dirt. Yeah. He still looks pretty good, in my opinion. The fall off is kind of there. We we acknowledge that with him taking a pay cut. He's trying to help out the team. I think the Bengals team and what they're doing with Burrow, I think even going to take a light deal. They're trying to win Super Bowls, and I respect it. Joe Mixon's trying to stay on that team. I know Chase Brown is probably his predecessor but right now as it stands they trust Joe Mixon to run the ball in the end zone 
and damn he will on the Bengals because they're going to score a lot of touchdowns. He, Joe Mixon can definitely catch. So we got a reception guy, a touchdown guy, and he can still run pretty well. I think I would love to have Joe Mixon as my RB2 in drafts. He's getting kind of slipped down in like the fourth, fifth round. I think that's a little bit disrespectful. Yeah. But I do like Joe Mixon this year. Yeah. I mean, I think Chase Brown is going to be the, I would say this year anyway, and while Joe Mixon's still showing he's an RB1, I think he's Samaj P. Ryan. Yes, he's not as big. Simaje has about two inches in height and 15 pounds on him. So, in theory, it's a difference, but it's not. I think Chase Brown will have a huge part in this offense in terms of the pass game. I mean, we saw, I feel like a lot of the times when the Bengals were running halfback screens and throwing the ball to the running back, it was to Samaje P. Ryan. Well, let me, I mean, Joe Mixon had 75 targets last year. How many catches? 60. That's a lot. That's a good chunk. Yeah. But and I, but I just, with how much they use, some, how much they used Samaj used P. Ryan on third downs, I think that Chase Brown will have some, some, what's the word I'm looking for? Value. He'll have some value in terms of that, yes. But I think that could also play in favor of Joe Mixon. Ramondre I had, had 38 catches, so they combined at 100. Yeah. So, I had Mixon a little lower just because I think Chase Brown will be more involved. He's a rookie with fresh legs. I liked him a lot coming out of college. So, that's why I had Mixon a little lower. But, like you said, easily a guy that could finish top 10. Who wants to be in Cincinnati? Who's happy in a situation? Mixon is a guy who will finish around. He could be in the top 10, but he will finish around 9. You skipped somebody after Eckler. You did because I've been waiting to talk about him. Oh, this guy? Yeah, you skipped him. Because I was like, damn. I was like, that's why I was like. I skipped Derrick Henry. Um, you did. I had Anthony the... Adam at four, Adam at seven. Skipped the hell out of him. So, yeah, he's in our top ten. That's why I, the first time when you were on, when you were looking at something else, I looked over. That's why I was waiting. I was like, damn. I was like, how low did you have him? No, yeah, Derrick Henry. Yeah. Derrick Henry. Ryan skipped him. Sorry about that. Derrick oh, Henry. He's my sleeper. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fucking count. <laughs> um, I have Derrick Henry high. I wasn't that high on him at the start, but after some of the moves that the Titans have been making, I feel like that they're trying to make one last little push. The offensive line is awful. They bought in Dillard and Peter Skaronsky, Andre Dillard and Peter Skaronsky on the left side of the line, but Jordan Ruse, Nicholas petit Foray, their starting right tackle got suspended. So Dylan Raddins, if I had to guess, when he comes back healthy, will be starting right tackle for him. The left side of the line's bad, but Derrick Henry always seems to make it work. <laughs> they bought in D-Hop. They have Traylon Burks. They have Chig at the tight end position. I mean, this is an offense where now it's not as one-dimensional as it was last year, so you can't play a lot of guys in the box and key on the run. As long as Ryan Tannehill is competent as a starter and can throw the ball... Derrick Henry is going to be fine. I had Derrick Henry at four. Easily could finish his RB1, too. I had him at four. I think it's perfect for him. And I think that Derrick Henry, as much as I fucking hate Ryan Tannehill, I think the Titans could be all right this year. And I think Derrick Henry could as well. The biggest piece of the Titans is Traylon Burks and if he can be somewhat of A.J. Brown. Yeah. If Traylon Burks can be a deep threat, this team takes levels ahead because... You can't like you can't discount on short passes. DeAndre Hopkins isn't going to be the deep threat that they want. Traylon Burks needs to catch forty yard passes every once in a while. If he does that, 
this team is dangerous. Ryan Tannehill is not scared to air the ball out. And if he's able to, they'll, they'll, respect, they'll respect that and they'll have to play Derrick Henry a little bit weaker than they have been. Yeah. So, like I said, that deep ball, it's huge for the Titans. It's the most important thing for the Titans. Next up, Travis Etienne and Aaron. Actually, we have a four-way tie for 12. Damn. So, I just guess I'll just say... Just go one at a time, I guess. Let's just go one at a time. Alright, yeah. Travis Etienne yeah. is the first guy listed. Anthony had him at 12. I had him at 17. Yeah, Travis Etienne. Um, Travis Etienne finished in half PPR as RB17 last year. Battled some injuries. Still finished with 1,100 yards. Had 35 catches for 300 yards. Scored five touchdowns. I mean, wasn't that stellar of a year. RB17 to RB12 is kind of a big jump. I mean, you have him pretty much where he was last year. Yes, you could argue that Tank Bigsby, Jamichael Hasty, and Dearness Johnson are all guys that can catch the ball out of the backfield. I don't think it's going to play much into it. They drafted ETN two years ago in the first round for a reason. You could argue that there's a lot of mouths to feed on this offense, and he may lose some value in the passing game. But again, he had... Where the hell is he? Oh, he had... 35 catches last year when Christian Kirk broke out, when Evan Ingram broke out, when Zay Jones was putting up numbers, Marvin Jones was doing his thing. I mean, when there was a lot of mouths to feed, ETN was still producing. If Travis ETN stays healthy, yes, it's if you can't. This is barring no injuries, obviously. ETN could easily finish top 15, top 10 with his pass catching ability and I don't think that any of the other running backs on this roster are really going to make some noise uh yeah for me I don't love Travis Etienne a lot I think a lot of his production last year kind of stemmed when James Robinson got hurt and then cut and it was kind of a messy situation they brought in Tank Bigsby I think that they're going to be a committee Dearness Johnson's even a baller I'm surprised he's a four string running back on this team I feel like he should have got a job somewhere else I'm buffering to be the Dallas Cowboys number two but that shit ain't gonna happen but yeah Travis Etienne he's an RB2 I don't love him that much and it is what it is next up Aaron Jones Anthony Adam at 14 I am at 15 Aaron Jones is going to be an absolute headache this year yeah because you're gonna have to watch Packers football and God knows what it turns out to be Aaron Jones is the best player on this Packers offense. I will stand by it. Yep. I have said it. But the Packers don't see it that way. It seems like they love giving the ball to A.J. Dillon and his three yards of carry. Um, Christian Watson's a baller. I'm not going to take it away from him. But they need to feed the ball to Aaron Jones. If they do, he can be a stud. If they don't, look out for a three and outs with A.J. Dillon. The Packers, in general, are not fantasy friendly. They're one of the slowest teams in football. They give the ball to their worst players I, it's just <laughs> good luck if you draft because Matt LaFleur is a shitty coach my thought process behind Aaron Jones is like I've been saying young quarterback gonna need a safety valve keep it like that next up talk about young quarterback and safety valve Miles Sanders on the Carolina Panthers love it I had him at 14 Anthony had him at 15 Miles Sanders is a guy who like I said safety valve he's going to do pretty good for this Carolina Panthers team um Bryce Young is going to need to throw the ball to somebody who better than Miles Sanders. Granted, he's had some drop problems, 
Not going to look too much into that. No. <laughs> that was years ago. Last year he was fine. Miles Sanders. Seems like last year was either feast or famine for the guy. He was either green or red. Yeah. Not a lot of in between. Finishes the RB13. Pretty solid on a Philadelphia Eagles team that had a committee. Uh, this backfield should be his. Chuba Hubbard is not anything compared to Miles Sanders. No. So, Frank Reich is the head coach. System's good. All systems go. Yeah. Miles Sanders probably going to ball this year. Yeah, Frank Reich always make in his off. I mean, the offensive line's definitely not terrible. Taylor Moen, Cam Irving at some tackle depth with E.K. McQuarrie, Brady Christensen, Bradley Bozeman, and Austin Corbett. I mean, this is a solid O-line. Again, safety valve. All systems are good and green and ready to go. Frank Reich never – he always makes good running backs. Never had a running back finish outside the top 14. That's pretty much why I have Miles Sanders right there behind Aaron Jones, but they're like same tier guys for me. Next up, we got Najee Harris. Anthony had him at 17. I had him at 12. The reason being, he finished as the RB14 last year. I just don't see any way that that can go lower because of the fact that I think this Steelers offense should should be taken that next step forward. They drafted some help in the offensive line. Uh, Broderick Jones, you know, they brought in Isaac Samalu. They, you know, they're okay. <laughs> the O-line's okay. Uh, George Pickens, second year. Kenny Pickett, second year. Deontay Johnson is a safety valve that we all know and love. And Allen Robinson, an absolute stud. But this Pittsburgh Steelers team, in theory, the offense should take a step forward. Najee Harris is the red zone back. He can catch passes, so he should score touchdowns, catch passes. He's a guy that could finish top 10 if we see what, you know, college Najee Harris, I guess, like, the, yeah. the potential that we we know he has. The first round pick, not yeah. Harris. Yeah. I look at this as I think that this Pittsburgh Steelers offense could turn into a pass fest and we could see a 50-50 split at the running back position. We saw Jalen Warren last year accumulate 77 carries, which isn't all that, but he averaged five yards a carry, scored four touchdowns, or one touchdown, had 28 catches for 200 yards. Mike Tomlin, when Najee Harris wasn't playing as well, he was not afraid to throw Jalen Warren out there and turn this into a 50-50 split. I mean, the game we were at, it was a 50-50 split. When Steelers Saints. That was the end of the year, though, wasn't it? It was in November, so a little bit more than halfway. I just think that Najee could be on a little bit of a tighter leash than we've seen before. I mean, Warren had, I think, nine or eight, seven. My math isn't good. He had less than ten. There was less than ten target of a difference in the passing game. And I just think that with Kenny Pickett really taking this next step up, I think that they're really going to look to throw the ball, get Pickens involved. Deontay's going to be back. They bought an Allen Robinson, Pat Fryermuth. I think that the running backs, as much as Mike Tomlin likes to run the ball, I think they're going to take a step back. And I think that if Najee isn't producing and if he's kind of just bullshitting and tiptoeing around and not hitting the holes, I think that Jalen Warren will be thrown in there and he will affect some of Najee's. Najee Harris played 66% of the snaps this year and still finishes RB14. So, it's fair. I think it could be similar situations. Next up, J.K. Dobbins, Anthony Adam at 11. I had him at 19. Yeah, um, I was really high on J.K. Dobbins, and I'm starting to like get lower on him as we progress. I mean, my dynasty team. I mean, what next thing I know, Trevor's gonna hold out. Yeah, 
I mean, it's like, I mean, I lost Tim Patrick already. He was my last pick. Don't really give a shit. Dobbins is dealing with the undisclosed industry and an injury and was placed on a physically unable to perform list. I'm about to go start talking. I mean, J.K. Dobbins is, I, I said it once, I said it again. There's no reason, yes, this whole thing's going on with running backs and the contracts. Whatever. J.K. Dobbins hasn't done a goddamn thing to warrant a holdout. To warrant a holdout. In what? This will be his fourth season. He has 1,300 total yards, 11 touchdowns, and one receiving touchdown in his career. I mean, he, if he's holding out, which it, I mean, he's there, but it, it's an undisclosed injury. Why? Yeah. Uh, Melvin Gordon's talking shit. Why? You know what I mean? So, there's, I, I just, there should be some truth behind this i just i will i'm very high on jk dobbins i think the ravens they have a healthy o-line they have weapons in the receiving room i think this whole offense is really going to take a next step up and be a problem for a lot of nfl defenses but i don't see any reason why jk dobbins should be holding out if anything he should be going out there to prove himself <laughs> to get a deal Third and four, you've played three. You had three seasons in the NFL. You have thirteen hundred total rushing yards as a running back. One. It's four hundred yards a season. They clearly believe. He didn't play in twenty twenty one, but still, point stands. Yes, they haven't bought in anybody else, so they clearly believe in you. I'm not looking into fucking Melvin Gordon. Gus Edwards is their goal linebacker. Whatever. Even if Lamar or Mark Andrews isn't taking the turn, I'm not looking into that. J.K. Dobbins. He should be going out there to prove that he is worthy of a giant deal with having missed a season and only having two seasons not the numbers to prove it. The last thing he should be doing is holding out. He looks like a dummy and he's not, like, there's no... This is not a win-win situation. They're thrown down the bottom of the depth chart. Gus Edwards isn't terrible. He's been injured the past couple of years. I'm sure Melvin Gordon has something in the tank if he could hold the football. Zeke is just waiting for the phone call. Zeke, Leonard Fournette, Kareem Hunt, Dalvin Cook, all free agents better than Dobbins. It's stupid and it makes zero sense to me. Next up, Brees Hall. Anthony, I'm at 18. I'm at 13. If Brees Hall was out there practicing right now, he would be in my top five. And that's why he's very low on my list. However, he still had a few more weeks as of three days ago. <laughs> he's. I feel like he's a guy that I don't want to put at 13 because he's not healthy. But he's also a guy that I feel like an idiot if I don't put him at 13 because he's probably going to finish in the top five. Nah, dude. If he's healthy, he will. He's not healthy, though, so it's a risk. I would bet that. He's Dynasty RB1. He's an absolute baller. He just, if he was healthy, he would be an absolute stud. I don't think so. Running back, I don't care how health, like how not serious the ACL injury was compared to like a Javante. It's still a knee injury for a running back who's in an offense. The offensive line concerns me a lot. He's not practicing, and the Dalvin Cook talks are starting to stir up. The the Jets have the Jets are showing their cards. They are want to win a Super Bowl within the next two years with Aaron Rodgers. They want to. That move is bringing in Dalvin Cook, who last year finished as fantasy football half PPR RB ten. Was a top Dalvin 10 Cook is nothing on Brees Hall. He has something on Dalvin Brees. Cook could take a twenty-yard head start, and he Brees Hall has still catch him. Something on a Brees Hall coming off an ACL injury, who won't be ready for a couple more weeks, and is probably going to miss the preseason with Billy Turner, Max Mitchell blocking for, and Connor McGovern blocking for him. 
That's like yeah. I mean, if he was healthy, he's not healthy. But that's on the O line really scares me, and the Dalvin Cook thing scares me, and the knee injury scares me. I'm not touching Brees Hall in redraft this year personally. That's just me though. They were those those factors worry me quite a bit. Depends where he's going, but yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, shit. Aaron Jones is going to finish higher, but I'd rather have Brees Hall because at least Brees Hall I know can win. Aaron Jones is going to be fucking miserable. <laughs> Jameer Gibbs. Anthony had him at 19, I had him at 16. Jameer Gibbs is a guy who he has the draft capital to be a top 10 running back because running backs that are drafted there usually finish very, very good. And if you believe in draft capital, I usually do, it should mean that they're going to be a stud. The problem with the Lions, and it's so damn clear, and do not draft Jameer Gibbs if you're in a standard league. Yeah, and no. even in a half PPR, you might not want to. Full PPR, yes, all wheels go. But in a, he's not going to score touchdowns. Mm-mm. Lions made it clear. They ain't lying. David Montgomery scoring touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, if you're a zero running back, go get David Montgomery to be RB2. He's scoring touchdowns. Yeah. That's all he's going to do. I mean, it is what it is. Jamal Williams, who is who was David Montgomery of last year for this team, finished his RB8 with 1,000 yards, 10 touchdowns. Well, DeAndre Swift didn't play football. Yeah, but. I there You can't compare. Yeah. Jamal Williams still going to have, or not Jamal, David Montgomery still going to have about 14 touchdowns. That's what I'm saying. He's just going to have less yards. Yeah. That's really all it comes down to. That's why I was really high on Gibbs, but the more I looked into it and thought about it, it's just not a good situation for a running back who's going, what is he going, like the third, fourth round? He's going early. In redraft, I don't know about that. I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah, it, it, it's tough because you're getting a guy who's probably going to catch the ball a lot, especially with Jamison Williams being out for the first six to eight weeks or whatever the number is. But at the same time, they're going to drive all the way down the field just for David Montgomery to take his touchdown away. He went in a full PPR. He went in the fourth round. Yeah. Full PPR. Okay, it's fair. But yeah, I'm like brain farting. Jameer Gibbs is a tough guy for fantasy this year. Like Ryan said, full PPR, yeah. If it's not full PPR, fade him. Next up, Damian Pierce. Mm, Anthony, I'm a 16. I am a 25. Again, I'll keep it short and sweet. Young quarterbacks need a safety valve. That's Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce did not catch passes. Ever. It's fine. Because he's going to this year, and the te- and the Texans are going to run the hell out of the ball. I'm not worried about Devin Singletary, and I'm not worried about Mike Boone. I'm not worried about it. This uh, The receiving room is very light. Nico Collins, Robert Woods, I love John Mechie this year. They bought in Dalton Schultz. Another situation where the offensive line is great, and you have a young quarterback. They're going to look to run the hell out of this football. Damian Pierce showed he was a bell cow running back last year before the injury. I think he'll be fine this year, and I think Damian Pierce is going to... I think Damian Pierce could finish top 10 this year. I don't love Damian Pierce. I don't love this Texans team. I think Damian Pierce, the fall-off is intimate. I think... Imminent? No, one of the two. It's not intimate. (laughs) I'll tell you right now, it's not intimate. Imminent, I think. Um, Inevitable. Inevitable. I think imminent means soon. Inevitable means... It's going to happen no matter what. Yeah. Can you pull up the rankings again? I'm just trying to see where we're at with time. We're at about 40 minutes. Okay, we're making solid timing. Damian Harris, or Damian Pierce, is a guy who doesn't have any draft capital towards him. 
That's just being the honest truth. When you don't have any draft capital towards you, the fall off is coming. It is. Tyler Algier had 1,100 yards last year, and they slapped him in the face and took Bijan. They didn't do that with the Texans. However, there's nothing tying Damian Pierce to the Houston Texans. I don't like him in Dynasty because there will be a time where they just draft the running back and we will never see this guy again. We will never hear this And it's guy fine because when that day comes, I'll have the draft picks to get the guy. And it'll just be a recurring cycle with me <laughs> and the Texans. Of me with the Houston. I mean, one of them's got to be the next Jesus. Arian Foster. For two years. And that's fine. Um, and we'll just cycle through. It'll be like Buffalo and redraft. This Texans team, I don't think they're very good. When they're not very good, defenses can expose them. Damian Pierce isn't the guy that's going to be in the fourth quarter catching seven catches in the fourth quarter. I don't see it. It's going to be Singletary stealing some of that. I don't like either of these guys. We ain't worried. <laughs> he ain't worried, so it is what it is. I'm more worried about fucking J.K. Dobbins. My dynasty RB1. That's what I'm worried about. <laughs> you got J.K. Dobbins and Damian Pierce. Jesus Christ. We're building for the future. It's fine. My receivers are loaded. I didn't invest. I didn't put a lot of capital in the running backs. Um, oh, we're crutched on time. Who do we got next? Kenneth Walker. Uh, Anthony, I'm at 20. I have 21. Kenneth Walker is hurt right now. So is Zach Charbonnet. Yep. It's a messy situation because Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet are going to split. Charbonnet is a stud. I don't know how it's going to work. I don't know the situation. I don't love the situation. Probably won't be drafting Kenneth Walker. No, absolutely not. His ADP seems too high. Yep. I'd rather have some of these other guys that are probably worse, like a Rashad White or a David Montgomery three to four rounds later, four, probably four or five rounds later, because Kenneth Walker left a taste in people's mouths. He's an absolute stud, which he is. Seahawks is dead as Seahawk and drafted a running back. Yeah. Next up, Madison. Anthony, I'm a 22. I'm a 20. I'm not sure how good of a running back Madison is. Simple. I wouldn't say that. I feel like we've seen it with Cook when Dalvin Cook's been out. He's been a yeah, he just averaged about guy. three yards a carry. I'm glad I drafted the Vikings' fourth string running back. Um, I <laughs> I follow like some dynasty people on Twitter, yeah. and um, there was a video of him catching a pass, and they said Dwayne McBride's total amount of catches in college, and it was just one. <laughs> All right. I was like, damn. Gotta go make a move. <laughs> um, I have Madison. I think we'll be fine. The O line's there. They have two of the best tackles. In the NFL, and Christian Darrisaw and Brian O'Neill. The interior of the O-line's fine. Ed Ingram sucks, but I don't even know what a guy is. But I, I think Alexander Madison will be fine. He showed last year when Dalvin Cook was out that he could be a bell cow, 100-plus yard a week rusher, scoring touchdowns, catching passes. I think we'll be fine. If you tell me, if you give me Madison with Ty Chandler, Keeney Nwangu as the RBs behind him, he'll be fine. Not worried about it. Do we want to do, I say we at least talk about this guy, and then we just do a couple sleepers? Um. Yeah, I would. I mean, we'll just do like we'll just talk about like these yeah, two a sleeper. That's fine. Like, next up, last guy we're gonna really touch on, uh, James Connor. Anthony, I'm a 26. I had him at 18. James Connor is a guy with an absolutely disgusting name. Nobody wants to leave their draft with James Connor. Why? Because you have to watch Arizona Cardinals football, which is ass. We don't know who the quarterback is, or well, and. Um, you have to watch James Conner, who's not the fastest running back in the world. However, this is a guy who's going to get the ball 20 times a game. If you get the ball 20 times a game, 
I mean, it's just, you have to do good with it. And he will. And that's fine until... Don't even say it. He just decides to fall off like he does every year. And Keontae Ingram, my dynasty draft pick, takes over as the Cardinals RB1. And Kyler comes back, and they go make a last-minute playoff push with Kyler. Kyler, Keontae Ingram, and Michael Wilson. Finishes as RB20, and he missed four games. I I ain't touching James Conner. I don't like him as a fantasy football player. I'm sure he's a great person. It sucks he's battled injuries his whole career. Great guy. But in terms of fantasy football, just leaving a draft with leaving a fantasy draft with James Conner is never a good taste. Or, or it's never a good feeling. Excuse he's me. He's a guy that you can take late and just have him on your team, and you'll be happy that you have him. Yeah. Because you're not gonna have to start him. He's just gonna be a safety valve. If you for can you. get James Conner as like your RB four. That's I think like you can. Perfect. I think you I think you really can. Especially in home leagues. People hate James Conner. Yeah. Shane McBride just changed from healthy to questionable. Nice. Wait, isn't it? James Conner is always a Oh, you have Dwayne McBride. Yeah, I have Dwayne McBride. James Conner is always like a Mikey guy. Like my brother always and my brother or Jake, I feel like. I took him in our dynasty, but I already traded him. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And then the picks. some other guys that <clears throat> me personally like. I like Isaiah Pacheco. I know it's tough. They don't have a. They have no capital invested into him. They have Jarek McKinnon, who was a stud last year, and Clyde Edwards-Helaire. But I think I really do believe that the way he played last year down the stretch and how he was that bell cow running back that they could look for on the goal line, that they could throw the ball to at times if needed. I think that it'll work out for him. The Chiefs need a running back, or this could just be my Ronald Jones of last year, and he'll just fall off how it was for the Chiefs but I think Isaiah Pacheco warranted him, himself for the way he played last season as for the RB1 in this Chiefs offense seems though he fits well they really like him he had a great playoff run a great Super Bowl so I like Isaiah Pacheco a lot this year I had him ranked at 21 just because they have Jarek McKinnon and the Chiefs kind of just running back is kind of an irrelevant position in that, in that offense but last year, with Tyreek Hill being out, it showed it wasn't. They lined McKinnon up in the slot, which helps. I think Pacheco's better than Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. So yeah. I'm, I really like Isaiah Pacheco this year as like a sleeper kind of guy. Another guy I like is Cam Akers of the Rams. It seems like I like the Rams I players. Hate Cam. I hate Cam. We're polar opposite on the Rams this year, which is kind of ironic. Cause two years ago, we were polar opposite. <laughs> Cam Akers is a guy who I believe he's probably pretty cheap in drafts i kind of want to see, i did a mock today i kind of want to see where he went dun, dun, i feel like he went he went in the seventh round with deandre swift dalvin cook damian pierce and jk Dobbins. i'd rather have cam Akers than all of these guys most likely and how many people were in that league 10 what kind of like what kind of draft was it just a ppr uh, startup pierce not and Dobbins PPR. were down there in the seventh i got fucked in dynasty <laughs> Shit. God damn, I wish you didn't tell me that. All right. Um, but yeah, Cam Akers last year banged up at the start of the season. Wasn't what we thought it was going to be. The hype around this guy was huge. Gets healthy around week 13. Finishes RB6, 23, 23, 1-14-10. Beautiful finish. Love it. They In those last six games, they only won two of those games. That's really similar to what the Rams are going to be this year. They're going to suck. And they're still going to give the ball to Cam Akers. Um, I wish his receiving stats will be a little bit better. Is Daryl Henderson? St- is Daryl Henderson on this team? No. Is he? 
Daryl Henderson was a jag last I heard. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think they signed him and he got cut. Kyron Williams and Zach Evans, Royce Freeman. Yeah, Cam Akers is Cam Akers is him if he won his team. So and Puka Nakua as soon as he gets out there. Boy. Wide receiver three. Yeah. yeah. Some other guys who I like this year, for the start of the year anyway, Samaj P. Ryan. Probably until week 10. Yeah. I mean, if you can grab Samaj P. Ryan where he's going, I couldn't tell you his exact ADP. You have the that fantasy shit. Well, not the shit, but like you have that website. But I just feel like Broncos bought him in for a reason. Sean Payton loves to throw the ball to his running backs and have them heavily involved. We saw Alvin Kamara undrafted guy that didn't really start in college 11th round 11th round there's potential you could get pretty much more than half a season long rb1 in the 11th round in semi jp round they bought him in for a reason and let's just take a look at their depth chart it entails a hurt javante williams semi jp ryan tony jones jr and tyler biddy betty (laughs) i mean come on it's there. They bought him in for a reason. I think that you can get you getting some IJP Ryan in the late could help you a lot, especially if you don't go heavy on running backs like I feel like I'm going to do this year. I think that could really help you out. And just real quick, one more guy. I always have to do my due diligence on this running back room because one year I'll be right. Damian Harris in Buffalo. <laughs> they bought him in for a reason. They need an RB1. The Chiefs found a diamond in the rough, and Isaiah Pacheco is that RB1 bell course kind of guy. They bought in Damian Harris for a reason. Damian Harris is anything but a diamond in the rough. Just trust me. I'm going to be right one year. I always invest in Buffalo's running back room. Devin Singletary won me some weeks last year, helped me out quite a bit, and then he got hurt. So that's where I'm at with it, and those are kind of my sleeper guys. Uh, If I had to do one more, who the hell would it be? Guess Rashad White. Can't go wrong with him. He's going to catch a lot of passes with Baker Mayfield. Probably win a lot of games. Might even win a Super Bowl. It is what it is. That's it. How do you feel about the um the Bears running back room this year? I hate it. I'll be uh, honest, I do Deontay too. Foreman has had success. Khalil Herbert has looked good when he's on the field. I've always said he's better than David Montgomery. And they drafted Roshan Johnson, who I also like. So, could be any of the three. Yeah. But, yeah, that's going to wrap this one up. Thank you guys. Let us know what you think. If you guys have any questions, I mean, there were some other guys we didn't touch on. If you want our thoughts on any of you guys, shoot us a DM. Drop us a comment. We'll give you our thoughts. Thank you guys for watching. Be on the lookout for our other content this week. I don't even know what it's going to be yet, and we'll see you guys next time. See you. Peace.